you know, we, we encourage it. We were happy. We waved to people and we're like, yep. Hey, we're up here. You know, I talked to somebody who said, if I'm staying in that room and people are looking in, I, yeah, I want, like I'm the person staying in this room. Yeah. I want, we wanted people to know. everybody to this week's bonus episode of the DCL Duo podcast brought to you by my path unwinding travel and we have a returning guest one I'm excited to talk to because she got to sail in the tower suite aboard the Disney Wish so Kristen welcome back to the show hi thanks for having me yeah I'm, I am really excited we've had one other person on the show our show sponsor actually who got to sail in the tower suite but for like one night. <laughs> so you got to experience, I think, the full thing. And so let's start with which cruise were you on and how long was it? We did. We were on Labor Day weekend. So it was only a three night, which it had been a little bit longer because <laughs> the suite is as phenomenal as it looks. So we did get to experience everything, how the boarding process is different to all the perks that the suite comes with and even the little secret um, passageway to the slides. So boarding is a little bit different. You do board with the concierge guests. They do tell you when you're in the tower suite to go either directly to 1923 for lunch or to the lounge and not to proceed to your stateroom. We did go right up to the lounge and they said to wait there and our two stateroom hosts that they would come up and escort us to the room and give us a tour of the room, which was extremely interesting. So we had a cocktail, we waited. And of course, you know, we were very anxious to go. We asked multiple times, when are they coming? When are they coming? And they said, They'll be here shortly. Let me call them. And what seemed like an eternity was really like 45 minutes. And our two stateroom hosts came and any carry-ons we had, they said, leave behind. And we were like, no, it's okay. And they were like, no, we'll carry anything with us now. And then they had somebody else come shortly right behind us with all of our carry-ons, anything we carried on board. And our luggage was already placed inside the room when we got there. Oh, wow. They took us on deck 10 as there is an entrance there. So they showed us that entrance. As most folks know that you can enter from the pool deck on 14, but we, uh, they, the stateroom host took us through deck 10, showed us how to use the elevator, and we proceeded up that way. And they really give you a very thorough room tour of how to lower the blinds, what's included in the refrigerator, the, the wine refrigerator. They w- told us that any wines that we wanted were complimentary, champagne, everything, and they would oh, just wow. continuously refill it. They held true to their word. Anytime a bottle, and even the Tattinger's, the champagne that has like the sticker, inaugural sailings, um, Disney Wish 2022, those, they brought multiple of those and everything. One of the coolest thing was they showed us the secret entrance in the library to the Mickey slide. So that was super cool that there's a secret door that you can open. And you. it is true. We have a TikTok video out there. You do get to bypass the line. People do look at you. So we only utilized it one time just to say that the kids did it and they're friends. But other than that, yeah, it's very interesting when you open the door and you're at the front of the line. So that was a super fun perk. That's the yellow slide, right? Not the, yellow uh, slide, yes. yeah, not the, yeah, not, not the, yeah. you don't get special access to the, to the uh, aqua mouse. No. Yeah. No, yeah, you yeah, do yeah. Not. yeah. The 
bedroom, when you first, for those of you who haven't been in it, there is a half bath when you first walk in. Then there is a kitchen that does have a dishwasher and a full refrigerator with ice maker and everything. There's a sink. There is a kettle to boil hot water. There's glasses, champagne glasses, everything, full utensils. It looks like an Easter egg. You open it up and inside were all the uh, dining utensils that you needed. They do come every day and load the dishwasher, unload it, clean up the entire kitchen. There were juices, sodas, pretty much anything we wanted was in that fridge, Mickey ice cream bars, everything. And then there is a dining room table, then the living room and everybody's like, oh my gosh, everybody can see in. You know, there's blinds, there's shears that come down and then there's blinds. We left them open all the time. We had a huge group of 124 people traveling with us. So it was a great room to entertain. This suite has been perennially sold out on the sailings, which blows my mind, but it's sold out. So how far in advance did you book it on opening day for this? We booked that that on opening day. Yes. And then the people who escorted you the suite, when you say the stateroom host, you just mean like the, like the folks who normally clean the room and service the room on. We had two gentlemen who, who cleaned the stateroom every day and they were exclusively to us. They had a couple other um, staterooms they did, but they were always there. It it seemed like anytime we came out of the suite, someone was there, either the stateroom host, the assistant stateroom host, you know, the location, people are like, you're far removed from the lounge and stuff. We didn't feel like that. We didn't feel like we were in a fishbowl where people could see in. We had a lot of people in our room, pretty much the entire trip and people would wave to us. Yes. (laughs) We had a group. I assume they were like edge type age kids one evening, like waving to us. We waved back. I think they took it that, oh, hey, see if you can find how to get up here. They rang the doorbell and we were like, uh, we don't know you. You can't come in. But um, <laughs> we were like, congratulations that you figured out that we were here. But, you know, so it was a lot of space for just our family of four. I mean, I figure if you're in that room, you don't really need access to the lounge anyway. We were not in the lounge as much as we normally would have been because they would bring us anything. Like we would go for cocktail hour and then they were like, oh, you're here. What can we bring you to the room? And I had prearranged ahead of time, not Disney Cruise Line shoreside concierge, but like, you know, you can book now like and have like your own private like open bar and things like that or private Mm -hmm. tastings. So I had arranged and paid for ahead of time a private cocktail hour in our room. So they did set that up the first evening from 5 to 6 p.m. And they brought everything, the four bartenders that we had paid for and everything because we hosted a our whole large group in our stateroom. So everybody came before dinner, had cocktails, non-alcoholic, alcoholic beverages, and got to see the suite because we knew that was the best way for everybody to come in and see the suite. But that was an additional charge. Yeah, I was curious because I've heard that one of the benefits is that they will actually like have a bartender come in and do cocktail hour for you in the evening, just as guests, not as not as like a big party, but but like they'll just come in and serve you from there from the bar there. Right. The, the yeah. rolling cart did come in every other other day they did wheel up the car like they have like on the yeah. dream and fantasy you know and the magic and wonder when you know at, right after the reopening of covid that would go down the yeah. hall to each concierge room so that did come on the other nights you know just for our family it's it's a great room i mean a lot of people walked in and were like wow this room is humongous so the library does have a double bed that folds out from the wall where my daughter hannah slept and it does have its own full oh, wow. bathroom and like little desk area and and then upstairs, there are two, I mean, we called them both masters and even our stateroom host 
both said, yeah, they're pretty much exactly equivalent, you know, with the king size beds and the walk-in closets and two full bathrooms. And then there was another room upstairs that had bunk beds. No one utilized that. And that also had a full bathroom in there as well. Our friend's daughter, she came and showered one evening in there. Just She was like, I just want to say I took a shower in this room before dinner. So because no one was using that room, but they called that like the little kid's room. You mentioned your luggage was already in the room. Did you have like special, special luggage tags for them to identify you as in the tower suite or were they the standard concierge tags? No, it was the standard concierge tags. Yeah, they must know when you scan in. I mean, we were pretty much there very, you know, we wanted to be one of the first ones on board, obviously to maximize our time in the room. And we did have Palo dinner in the room. Everyone wanted, most of everybody we were traveling with wanted to go to the dining rooms, including our children. But my husband and I were like, (laughs) no, we're going to utilize everything that we can from this room. So we did have Apollo dinner in the room the first night and we invited another couple to have it with us. And since they were platinum, there was no charge for us to do that. And they brought everything to the room and they did go and fetch us drinks or asked us what kind of champagne we wanted opened and or wine. They were more than willing to get us anything. And they also will do, as I understand, they'll do Enchante dinner in the room if you want. Yes. And Palo brunch too, we could have had in the room as well. (laughs) And we could have ordered from any of the dining rooms. I know. But, you know, the kids wanted the chocolate souffle. So we were able to get that at night. And then anything we wanted from any of the dining rooms, as well as hot breakfast from either concierge or because concierge has their own galley kitchen now, or we could get it from any of the restaurants. So I will confess we did have hot breakfast every single morning. Oh, I would. Yeah. 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 I mean, when we're in a one bedroom, we'll do that. Yeah. There were even a few extra kids that showed up a couple mornings. I'm like, what's going on? But yeah, no, it was a a great, great room, especially if you're traveling with a large party. We, We thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed the amenities and the shampoos and everything are different in the Royal Suites and in the Tower Suite on the Wish. So that was cool that there's different, you know, Even an upgrade from the Elemis, like the other concierge rooms? Yeah, it's not Elemis. No, it's an English company. Our friends from London, Bulgaria or something. And those are all complimentary in there. I mean, you still get the bath sponges and all of that in there. Yeah, it's Bulgaria. B-V-L-G-A-R-I. So you get hand soap, you get shampoo, conditioner, all those things. Um, oh, Bul- it's in there. Uh, Bulgari. Yeah. <laughs> that Bulgari, is a, yeah. That's a very high-end brand. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, you are getting special treatment. <laughs> I mean, you're still getting the bath sponges and the robes and the slippers. Obviously, if you take the robe, they they charge you for the robe, but the slippers are complimentary. So all of that is very different. And then it wasn't like our anniversary or birthday or anything, but they did every night. There were like rose petals. There's a little thing next to the bed, a little a metal container. And then I looked in it one afternoon. I'm like, where are they getting these rose petals every night? But they were there and they had those always on the on the beds and 
it was just, it was phenomenal yeah. to be in that room. It sounds like it. It sounds amazing. Um, I'm curious, before the cruise, did you get any, like, do you get any added extra help from Shoreside or is it just the same process uh, on the Shoreside? No, same, same, you know, process. And, you know, everyone's like, oh, are you guaranteed a cabana? We were not guaranteed a, a, a cabana. I mean, it was the same process, emailing them at 12.01 a.m. when our booking window opened. I mean, we did, we were successful in getting a cabana, but we were also traveling with, you know, 23 other staterooms that were also concierge. So if we hadn't been successful, we knew, you know, we could, we were going to be invited to go with someone else, but, you know, have that and everything. So no, you don't get any extra treatment over, you know, somebody who's also sailing concierge beforehand. That's interesting. I I would actually expect that to be different, right? I would actually expect the tower suite and the Royal suites just below the tower suite to, yeah, I mean, you're spending the money. I I would have expected them to uh, maybe provide a bit more personalized touch, even if you don't get ahead of the line, right? Like maybe the concierge person calls you to take your request over the phone or something uh, of that nature. Take your request. No, we stayed up just like everybody else till midnight and, you know, requested, you know, our spa treatments and, and that was fine, you know, by us. And, And we were very grateful that we were able to arrange, you know, ahead of time for the cocktail party and everything yeah. to be in our stateroom and everything. Again, I can't reiterate enough if you're traveling with a big group. It was very nice at night, like when the lounge had closed or when everybody was done hanging out like in the bayou or hyperspace lounge, everybody came back and a lot of room service got ordered. That's for sure. (laughs) A good way to cap off any evening. Yeah. You know, it was a great space because kids could be watching TV. Adults were hanging out in the living room. You know, one night people were playing cards at the table. So it was definitely a good space. Hey, DCL Duo fans, you know, we get the question all the time, should I use a travel agent to book my next Disney cruise or should I just book with Disney directly? And I'm going to tell you, if you have that question in the back of your mind right now, you should stop what you're doing and head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo. The folks over at My Path Unwinding provide an amazing service. They are so knowledgeable and so friendly. We rely on them ourselves to book our family vacations and they provide an amazing service. And the best part is you don't pay anything extra for it. Disney, other tour providers, and other cruise lines have built the cost of their commission into their pricing. So if you're booking directly, you are just paying that money back to the provider when you could be spending it on the kind of service you would get from My Path Unwinding Travel. You've heard from their agents on our show. They are so knowledgeable, so giving of their time. They know so much about Disney Cruise Line, Sailing Concierge, other cruise lines, other all-inclusive vacations and adventures by Disney that if you have a vacation in mind, they are the ones to book it for you. So again, head over to mypathunwinding.com slash L Duo, so they know we sent you their way. Thanks, My Path Unwinding, for sponsoring the show. And with that, back to our episode. What about some of the Disney touches, Kristen? So, like, I, I had seen, I think, way early on when they talked about the Tower Suite that they had some Moana kind of theming to it when you walked in. What, what, what was that like? Yeah, so when you first walk in, there's like a statue that that's there. Now, somebody had told us it wasn't doing, it didn't do anything, you know, that it was going to change colors or something that that was in the the plan, original plans, uh. but it didn't do that. But the paintings and everything were all just like in the other staterooms on the Wish, Moana themed above the bed and everything like that. So it was subtle, you know, and there was a Maui statue, subtle Moana touches. It wasn't overpowering or anything like that by any means, but... Yeah, the statue and the color changing, I think, is what I had heard about. So it's interesting to hear they scrap that. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't. 
It doesn't do anything. No, our um, stateroom hosts, they they were quick to say it doesn't do anything. And we were like, oh, okay. (laughs) I, I will say, you know, I've had clients ask, is it handicap accessible? It is not. There's only one bedroom on the first floor that you would not, there is no elevator to the second floor with the three bedrooms up there. So if you are traveling with someone who needs accommodations, yes, you could get up and down in the elevator from there. You cannot access the second floor without taking the stairs. And it is a spiral staircase. You really have to be able to do the stairs. I wonder if the way they might solve for that on the next ship is to have an entrance on both floors, um, if that's possible. One thing I will say is that in the morning, my husband and I would go to exercise and we would go to leave the room. And two out of the three mornings, we opened the door and there were people standing there, (laughs) people we were not traveling with. And we were like, hi, can we help you? And they're like, oh, we just wanted to see what was up here. And we're like, that was a little weird. Yeah. First thing out, you know, 7 a.m. in the morning in our running clothes and stuff. And we were like, hi. And they're like, is this a room? And we're like, yeah. And it was awkward for them as well as us, but they must have, they couldn't have taken the elevator because you have to have your key to the world card to access it. But they must have just taken the stairs up and realized they couldn't go any further. But I think it was just more curiosity, you know, to to climb the the three flights of stairs and see what was up there. But most times we just entered the stateroom from the pool deck. We... We didn't use deck 10 a lot because we spent a lot of time in the room or on the concierge sun deck just because obviously there is no balcony or anything yeah. in that room. But we always have had a balcony on every sailing and it wasn't like we missed it. I mean, it was just, it's a, such a fun space that we did not miss having the balcony. Yeah, I was going to ask that because a lot of people have criticized that stateroom for not having a balcony and have, you know, sort of wanted Disney to build a balcony into, if they're going to offer that room on the treasure to build a balcony in. Um, I don't see how a balcony would work on there. I think it would be super, super windy being up that high. But people are like, is it quiet that the funnel vision's on the other side? We never heard anything. Yeah. I mean, it was extremely quiet. Yeah. Even the doors are super heavy to like the the bedrooms and to the bathroom. I dropped a bottle of water when I was upstairs in the bedroom and there were probably 10, 12 people down in the living room. It was one of those cans, not even a bottle. So it made like a crash. So I opened the door. I'm like, did you guys hear me yell that I just dropped that? And they're like, no, (laughs) no. I mean, and I was like, oh my gosh, like water was going everywhere. But I mean, it's very soundproof that room, like nobody and people were downstairs in the living room and did not hear me that I dropped that. So it's super quiet. There was definitely no noise coming from the pool deck waking us up or anything like that. And nobody could hear us. And we definitely had a lot of people in that room. But the space is, especially if you have a large group or a wedding or something, yeah. it's it's a great space to um, entertain and hang out after dinner. So Chris, I'm curious, was there anything that you were hoping to see out of the suite that you did? And or anything that you'd recommend Disney consider with the treasure around the suite? Or was the space just just perfect as it is. Yeah. I mean, we thought it was perfect the way it was. Again, the negativity about the blinds, that didn't bother us at all. I mean, we had seen it when we had gone on the Enchanted Showcase. So we kind of already knew the layout of Mm -hmm. the room that we were going to have in a, a few short weeks from July. No, I wouldn't say there was anything I would recommend. I definitely think like 
the complimentary wine and the champagne and being able to order Enchante or Palos or any of that. I, I really felt like the minute we picked up the phone, anything we wanted. And we've sailed in Royal Suites on you know all the other ships previously. So it was very similar to that. It was just much larger, yeah. you know, and no balcony. But no, I really don't think there was anything that they could have differently. We really felt, I don't, we felt like royalty. Like the kids were like, oh my gosh, we could live here. And I was like, yeah, three nights was not long enough. A couple more nights would have been, you know, because you're just so excited when you first walk in. It'd be interesting if, uh, you know, going back to the boarding process, it'd be interesting if they did your embarkation lunch if you were staying in the tower suite in the suite itself. Yeah, if they could turn yeah. it around fast enough, you know. We did like that somebody came because there was an iPad in the wall and that programmed like the blinds, the television, you know, it kind of controlled the the heating and cooling in the stateroom and everything. So it was nice that the stateroom host accompanied us to show us how to lower the shears, how to lower the darker curtains, how to work the lighting and everything like that. So I was appreciative that my husband paid very close attention to all of that because he's very techie. So he knew exactly um, what to do because we're like, the kids were like, dad, we can't get the curtain to shut. And he was like, hit this one or whatever. I really do think they thought of everything in that stateroom. Anything different about the disembarkation process if you're staying in the tower suite? Like I've heard that you might be able to get hot breakfast in the room, even on disembarkation day, which is a little bit different than what they're currently doing on some of the other ships. But yeah, anything different for the disembarkation process? No, it was pretty much the same. We didn't ask with living in Florida. It, it's a quick 40 minute ride home. So we didn't ask for hot breakfast. We did have cold breakfast that day in the room bagels and stuff like that. And we still went to the lounge when we were ready to go. Nobody, we definitely were not rushed to get off the ship. No one came knocking on the door and was like, get out or anything like that. So we definitely took our time getting off the ship. And then we just went to the lounge and they took us down in the elevator when we were ready to go. And that was it. I would say on that sailing, we left later than we normally would. I would milk that experience for every ounce. Yeah, (laughs) I agree. I we agree. did. We did. We did. Normally, my husband comes home and works like half a day, and we were like, "We're not leaving until they tell us we have to go." But nobody ever did come and tell us. We just went to the lounge a little after eight and left then. But it was definitely sad to leave. None of us wanted to leave. The kids keep asking, but like you said, it's sold out. I mean, when we go in February, we have a royal suite, and I keep checking. The tower is not available. Yeah. I mean, the tower seems to be. I know the tower sold out all through the rest of this year and a good portion of next year. Any of the dates that work for us, it's not available. It'll be interesting to see how that demand continues. Uh, you know, I'm also, let me really ask this, now that you've experienced it once, it seems like you're looking to do it again. So it kind of sells itself a little bit then. It does. And I would definitely do it again. I mean, we have that same group going again next Labor Day and I've tried and I, you know, I, I took the two-story Royal and I, the, the tower was sold out. But again, I didn't book that on opening day. So I would recommend you have your travel agent or you yourself are on, on opening day if that's the stateroom that you're looking to get. You know, I, I would not believe everything you read on the internet because in our opinion, we went in there and yeah, we had seen what people were saying about it. And we were like, oh my gosh, it's not like anybody stands there staring like in there. I think most people know that it is a stateroom and 
you know, we, we encouraged it. We were happy. We waved to people and we're like, yep, Hey, we're up here. You know, I talked to somebody who said, if I'm staying in that room and people are looking in, I, yeah, I want, like I'm the person staying in this room. Yeah. I want, we wanted people to know. And when the guys were all dressed up for pirate night, they, we, we purposely shut the blinds as my daughter was painting them. And we put the blinds up and people were over at the, um, cove bar and they were just looking like, Oh my gosh, there's, Three men made up as pirates. What what are they doing up there? So, you know, that was um, super cool. And it seemed like the magic shots were right outside our smokestack. So anytime we came down, we did get some cool photos that we may not have gotten. The kids got a ton because they would come down in the morning and there was always a Disney Cruise Line photographer doing some sort of magic shot outside the funnel suite. So we did get some really cool photos taken because you couldn't help but run literally right into them because they were right there when you came out of the suite on the the pool deck. Well, I will be interested to see if they continue the trend on the treasure, if they have another one of these. I can't imagine why they wouldn't, given how popular it's been with the Wish. I I would be surprised if they didn't have two. I mean, if they could swing it, it'd be interesting if they could do two of them, that's for sure. Well, with the Global Dream, there's a possibility of six at this point, since it has six stacks on top of that. I know. (laughs) Well, Kristen, I really appreciate you taking some time to share your experience in that tower suite with us. Uh, Sounds fabulous. I've I've got a friend who uh, we're trying to figure out if we could bring our families and split it in some way, because it sounds like such an amazing experience. But uh, just thank you for sharing it with us. uh, because so few people get the chance to sail in it. Yeah, Brian, if you can get in there, get get in there. It's it's like I say, once in a lifetime experience. But if you can get in, do it. My kids still talk about it to this day. They're like, can we go back? I'm like, it's never open, so we can't go back. <laughs> well, Kristen, appreciate you as always for coming on. And uh, do you want to let folks know where they can connect with you if they want to plan their next fabulous Disney vacation? Yeah. If they're interested in any of the Disney four Disney destinations, they can reach out to us uh, via the web at tinksmagicalvacations.com. They can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We always do fun giveaways and we offer a very generous onboard credit. There's no additional cost to anybody who books with us. We will take care of all the stress and planning. Well, thanks again, Kristen. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. Talk to you soon. A big thank you to all of you out there for listening this week. We really, really appreciate it. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. We'd also love it if you'd head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. If you hit those five stars, that's great. If you leave us a written review along with a five-star review, we will be sure to read it on the air at the end of one of our main episodes. If you're hovering over anything less than five stars, we really want you to reach out to us so we can take your feedback. Best way to do that, head to dclduo.com to find all all the ways to connect with us. It links to our podcast, our vlog, our blog, has all the ways you can connect with us on social media, has our Etsy store where you can find our fun beach bags and magnets that we designed as enthusiasts of each of the Disney Cruise Line ships, has a link off to our Patreon. If you'd like to help support the show, we really truly appreciate each and every one of our Patreons for helping to support the show each and every month, has a link off to our show sponsor, My Path Unwinding, where you can get more information about booking a fabulous vacation, which also really helps to support our show. 
show. All the things are there, including a way you can sign up to be a guest on the show if you'd like to share your Disney Cruise Line experience. Most importantly, you can always email us at dclduo at gmail.com if you'd like to connect with us, or you can call our voicemail line if you'd like to leave us a message. We love to include the voices of our listeners in our show. Just dial 402-413-5590. That's 402-413-5590. And that will head straight to our Google Voice voicemail line. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent or the great folks over at My Path Unwinding Travel. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night. Good night.